This meeting is being recorded. This meeting is being recorded. Yes, it is. Like it is every week. One of these weeks, I'll actually upload all the recorded sessions, but uh, we're not there yet. Howdy, howdy y'all. Welcome to the Restoration Rebel Roundtable for, excuse me, the 16th post-tax day, 2019. Um, how did that feel yesterday? I got to tell you, didn't feel good for me. Ooh, yeah, big, big thumbs down on the tax day, but it's all right. I'm looking forward to doing a little debrief on on uh, last week's summit in Boulder, Colorado, and open up the mic a little bit. But before we do that, you know what we got to do? We got to do the dip. Here we go. Rebel commitments. In order to maintain clarity of purpose, we ask that every member of the rebel community make the following commitments. Number one, I will protect the value of my services. I will never provide free services, as this would only serve to erode the value of similar services industry-wide. There's too many services in that statement. Let's reword that one. Number two, I will practice incredible transparency. I will explain our processes and details to my client. I will never hide details or manipulate reports. I will never communicate with a third party without also communicating with my client. Number three, you do not believe in competition. Restoration professionals in my market are part of my community. I will be an active member of that community. It is our unbreakable unity that will create the change we strive for. We felt a little bit of that unity over the week last week. It was awesome. I am willing to walk away from any project, client, or contract that's not compatible with my values and stated mission. Good business does not require us to give up money, sleep, or our humanity. I'm gonna I'm gonna move the mic a little closer today. I feel feel a little mellow. I'm gonna get a little dramatic. How's that sound? Loud and clear? Uh, okay, so let's give a little rundown. Let's get a little debrief. Uh, Mr. Groves, we had an excellent time smoking cigars, uh, almost getting kicked out. Um, and then there was that little bit there where some gal was actually sharing a used cigar. That was awkward. awkward. That was that was quite awkward. Some yeah. drunk girl liking used cigars, yes. And you got a cigarette? No, I got this cigar. It's a little wet. I'll take it. Yeah, that was, hmm. Things that make you go, hmm. So, uh, James, what are your what are your takeaways from Summit 2.019 in Boulder, Colorado? It was our first restoration conference that we went to. Um, it's actually not seeing a lot of the faces that I see on here and then in the group. Um, got to meet them. Um, really engaged. I, I got as much out of the off uh, time as I did the actual on time. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I actually believe it or not, I got, I think I got, I got more out of the second day than the first, although the first was amazing. But you know, Dan York woke us all up with his, you know, his uh, had a iron fire and, and 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 all the good stuff and his real realism. At the um, end of the day, his his if, if his answer to anything was fire him. Fire. Fire him yesterday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but I just, I just, that was great. And actually the, the, when Jordan came around the second day, we, she did a lot of table hop and she landed at my table for about a half an hour. Mm. And um, that was a great experience. So I, uh, I enjoyed the camaraderie and I definitely enjoyed uh, uh, the, the location. It was beautiful. Wasn't um, it? Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm actually planning on bringing my wife next year so she can enjoy um, Carolina as well. We're in our meetings during the day. So, yeah, very pleased. Boulderado, man, it was a beautiful hotel. Did everyone get 
to see the photos. We'll post the we'll post a link to the Google Drive on uh, the shared Google Drive photos for that. Um, there were some good ones and some not so good ones, but that's why you take a thousand. Travis Chancy, what do you got for us? You got some takeaways for us from last week? I just uh, how's everybody doing today? You know, I just happy to see everybody on the uh, on live here. So, well, my takeaways. Um, I thought it was pretty special just to be able to, you know, capture some of the moments on video too, you know, yep. um, I'm uploading a lot of stuff right now so we can have, you know, share it with the group. So for some reason, my drive is a little slow, um, but I'll, I'll get it, you know, speed up a little bit here. I'm not putting a lot of videos together. Um, I still have so much footage, um, you know, from the uh, summit. So I'll get some more stuff together so we can get some more stuff out there. But I was pretty happy with just how, uh, you know, everybody was just so cordial and open. Um, to talk, you know, I had a lot of guys come at me and talk to me and, and, uh, and it was just incredible to talk to, you know, the little guys out there that's just getting started. Mm. Um, that, that's, that's what I, I think that's what the movement is all about to me, um, is, is being able to help another because that's what helped, you know, I needed that help when I first got started and, uh, and somebody helped me. So, and today is my, my brother's, uh, death date. He died, uh, seven mm. years ago. Mm. So he committed suicide seven years ago. And that's the reason why I set up my own business. Uh, because of his suicide so I think it was um, you know he gave it away to me so I just feel like you know giving it away as much as I can to everybody I've met out there and just talking to everybody I have so much information um, I just want to be able to just uh, help others you know and that's kind of the, uh, the overriding goal is unifying the movement by helping exactly others right. exactly so right. I mean if you're doing that that's not only a, a restoration thing it's a human thing it is a human know? thing <laughs> so uh, I'm using it kind of as a human thing first and then I make business kind of follows that you know you don't have to force it you just kind of do it you know sure do uh, so I, I really appreciate you know the energy and I try to bring as much as I can you know to the table with you know just you know, just helping others and stuff and if anybody else needs to reach out to me I've gotten a lot of uh, Facebook friends that are kind of reaching out to me now after the conference and, re and I'm setting up meetings after the you know the meeting basically um, having a guy you know meet with me he's coming into my uh, office tomorrow morning uh, to watch my call Hmm. Oh, nice. Yeah. So he, he was interested in the culture part of the uh, the deal. So I told him he could just come in tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. when I meet up with all the technicians and he can just watch me. So yeah. I have no problem doing that. So and that's what he's doing. So he's coming in and I, I just I want to be able the culture does matter to me. And uh, I, I really believe, you know, I'm a technician at heart. I've always been a technician. Uh, done all the work. I, I could easily just go do it right now and I would have a great time doing it. You know, mm. cause I really have, you know, that's, that's where the rubber hits the road, you know, and, and sure I, I really appreciate the technicians and I give them as much love as I can uh, because I know how hard it is to be out there uh, doing that type of work 24 seven, you know, was Trevor so, ever going to write that? Love you guys. Was Trevor ever going to write book? that book uh, about the, uh, the hundred thousand dollar a year water damage technician? Yeah, I mean that's what we're paying. You know, almost paying, you know. Right. Uh, I pay my but guys pretty earning. well. They're earning you know. it. Yeah, yeah. they're yeah. earning it. But I mean, they're family too. You know. We're going to collaborate family. on that. I, I bring them up. Let's make sure that gets yeah. done. So I think I'm setting up Abbott's University. That's my next step. You know, I want everybody to be able to. You know, if they don't want to go to college, you come see me, and we'll make it happen. 
you know. So a lot of people want to go spend that money and you know have these big loans and everything else with college, and it's a great thing. I, I, I have a degree myself, but in reality, some people want to go to work, you know, and understand business. And I, I, I don't mind people coming in and, uh, you know, at 18 years old and, and knocking on my door. Absolutely. Let them in. Let them work. Let them in. Yes. Good. All right. Bless, brother. So, Thanks, man. Yep. Okay. You're a good dude, Travis. He is a dude. Good dude. He's a good dude. David, you got something to add? Uh, your takeaways from from the summit? Um, I love the energy. I liked. Uh, yeah, it was great. There was a lot of. Um, you know, I was saying something about. You know, people saying the same thing about accounting and and all that stuff and the culture over and over again, but you always, always learn new things, even, you know, no matter how many, I'm trying to find a quiet place in my yeah. house. Um, no matter how, no matter how many times you still always find, a, you know, something, something to learn. And uh, I was thinking of something specific. Oh, the, uh, the stuff about OSHA and workers comp. I have a ton of experience. Oh, uh, I have a ton of experience with that stuff. If, if anyone wants to reach out to me, on either page, um, or on the, you know, on the air site or, uh, or on Facebook, I have, uh, I, I had a ton to say, but I had to leave. I had to catch my flight. But, did, um, did Jennifer Sterling put the fear of God in the room or what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But wait, wait, I just, I mean, she was cool and she had, she was super smart too, but I think there's a lot of that. That's, I mean, I'm not saying that anything she said wasn't correct, but there is this game. If you, if you buy, especially, especially at the size that some of you guys are, if you buy every single piece of insurance that you can buy, you're not going to have a lot of money left. I mean, no, you're, no, you're not. So you really do. And, and you know, it's funny because I remember all that, like the, you know, the years that, that, you know, just not having something that you really need. And, you know, as you get bigger, you kind of have to get it all. But, but anyway, I have a ton of experience, especially when an accident happens. So if anybody wants to talk to me, you know, call me anytime. All right, folks, you heard it here. David is volunteering. Um, yeah. Jennifer Sterling was workers comp and uh, pollution insurance. Speaking of pollution, David Hodge killed it. That guy brought so much knowledge. Who uh, tons, who can speak on that? Tons. That's that's what I'm talking about. Those OSHA, you know, being OSHA compliant, doing that hazard assessment, you know, that there are items in there. There are items in there. And then if you can upload that document with it, because technically you're all supposed to do it. You're all supposed to go out and make sure that you, in writing, identify all the possible hazards that are out there. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and then you use the right items that, that go right along with them. Gloves, PPE, all of it. All of it. All of it. Shane, what, what is that small mammal? What, are you, you have a new pet? What is that thing? <laughs> hey, man. That's awesome. It's adorable. Wait a minute. Oh, there, I am. there you are. Yeah, there you are. Mammal. So it's, it's this little guy right here. Look at that. Hey, dude. Pull that bottle out of his mouth and he won't be quite so nice. No. Uh, but, yeah, so he's uh, – this is feeding time. 
So I figured I'd come in here and I'd probably keep it on mute so when he growls, yells, and screams, it doesn't distract everybody. Well, now we have an opportunity to get a head start on all those curse words. All right. Yeah, and it's a good time for you guys to see me. And I'm quiet, so like you should all relish that moment. <laughs> good to see you, man. Good to see you. Oh, man. Okay. Uh, what else? What else? Anyone else have a burning desire to talk about what happened at the summit? Loki, you got any takeaways? Well, I was quite impressed with uh, David and knowledge and being able to quote uh, exact paragraphs and phrases out of the S500. Right. I haven't seen that very much. Um, I was very happy with the uh, the diversity of topics um, within the um, different sessions. There was not a lot of repeat, and uh, mm-hmm. it was totally different topics. So that was great. Very little overlap. Yeah. Right. So next year we're going to take a different different tack. We're going to go more soft skills and probably mix in a lot more marketing uh, and promotion stuff. But uh, talk about goals and vision since it is 2020. We're going to throw some vision in there. Clark came up with that one. I can't take credit. Uh, Lindsay Milan, where have I been all your life? I haven't seen you for a while. I haven't talked. What's up? What's new? Oh, I've been all over the place. I was in Minneapolis, and then I was actually in Denver right before the convention. Mm. So we missed you. So we didn't plan that correctly. No. And now I'm, well, I had a a child's birthday. I couldn't miss. I get that. You know, he's going to have another one next year, but, you know, whatever. (laughs) There's only a handful more I get to be there for, and he is my baby. All right. Yeah, that's fair. I'm in Orlando this week getting my carpet repair and reinstallation and color. And next week, my ASD. Oh, and then you're going to be smart like the rest of us, right? I think so. Because those, those letters make us smarter. Oh, man. Well, I don't... You help when you want to tell somebody how to do their job. It's true. <laughs> That's true. That's fair. Uh, what was that? What was that group that came up? Um, that during the summit, who brought that up? I forgot who brought it up. That J I R C or something like that. Um, it was a trade association that uh, someone suggested we become a part of. Anybody got any any clue? Ring any bells? That was like P-I-R-C or something like that. No, no, not the P- It was the other one. Oh. It was a different one. Oh. Uh, not the P-I-R-C, not the APA, which is a great association, by the way. Um, S-C-R-T? Yes. Chris, what was that for, for the benefit of those who could not attend? Yeah, that is the Society of Restoration and Cleaning Technicians. Uh, they are actually a shareholder of the IICRC. Mm. Uh, which is a benefit uh, getting on with them uh, uh, gets you possibilities of getting on some of these committees with the IICRC as well. Okay. So gives us more of a voice and more of a stance. Uh, so that's a good thing. Uh, we've got a uh, board meeting coming up in uh, at the experience. So I'll be sitting in on one of those and looking to team up with the rebels and uh, 
get some more participation over there. We got a great group of people over there, but I, I will say it is kind of an older generation, and and we need some new young life uh, in there to help us along with some new ideas and keeping up with uh, just the way our industry is moving. A couple different books I read um, along those lines that I think explain a lot of what's happening uh, with society and and then specifically about associations. Well, the first one's called Bowling Alone. And it chronicles the steady decline of fraternal and sororal, is that, did I say that right? Whatever, organizations like the Moose Lodge and the Shriners and even associations like Adjusters Associations and things like that. And since post-World War II, um, there was a, Post-World War II, there's a big jump in membership. And then heading into the 60s, it's just steady decline. So what we're seeing is a lot of these organizations, and this, this one is no, no different, they're just suffering from an extreme lack of interest in infusion of new blood. Uh, the other book would be uh, The Fourth Turning. Travis, have you, said that? have you read that book? It's about a foot and a half thick, but it's nice. really good. Um, it chronicles, it talks about the, uh, the seculum, which is a, the length of time of a human life, roughly. And well, it never ends. No, well, no, there's that. So it was a book, it was a book that, um, uh, Tony Robbins gave to, um, one of the presidents on, as he was coming into office. Anyway, we are coming into a different time. Humans, yeah. humans. Um, this, this millennia is coming to an end and, and, uh, it's going to be weird, but yeah, we're it's going gonna get to, weirder before it gets better, <laughs> but we're going to need each other and we're no, yeah. going to need these, these organizations and these fratern fraternities. I know that's whatever. Yeah. More and more because we're going to need to commune together, um, much tighter much, much more frequently. And I think that's why we're seeing an uptick in our membership and other, other ones so far. So let's, I'm all for it. Let's join, let's get some members in there. Let's see what it's about. And a rising tide floats all boats. It's, it's not going to take energy away from us to spend time um, in, in another, another organization. What do you, what's your take, Jeff? Yeah. The more you organize, the more chaos. So true. I mean, so, I mean, if you read the Tao Te Ching, it's a Chinese philosophy, you know, it's, it says, you know, the, the more you try to construct things, the, the, the more you try to grab things and grab things and control it, but the more you let go, I bet you'll have a lot more members, you know, just keep letting go. The members yep. just keep flying just in, keep letting flying go. in, let go, let go, let go. So that's the secret. Don't go get it. You know, a yep. lot of people are trying to do the old earth stuff. In restoration too. Mm -hmm. No, you know, don't go get it. And, and by all yeah. means, don't don't hold it. Don't don't hide it. Don't try to protect yeah. it. It's yeah. all open. I'll yeah, give it. All, yeah. Give yeah, it out. Give it out. It's twenty five hundred years old. So for God's sake, I mean, it's been there before Jesus. Yeah. You know, and then I'm, I'm just taking notes. It's only eighty one verses, and uh, I listen to it all the time. And I, I literally changed my entire life overnight. You know, it's just great. So I just I, I try to run my personal life that way, my business life that way. And all I've seen is skyrocketed numbers, you know, so, 
and I, I, I proofs in the pudding and, and it's all about one thing. It's the numbers, the numbers, the numbers, the numbers. So I'm always having a dashboard. I always know what's going on every second. You know, I'm, it's, it's, it's good because I can read and do different you know, moves in my company based off my numbers, you know, all numbers, so if you know man. your numbers, you know, your company. So that's kind of nice too. So I, it's been really interesting on the marketing side and what I'm doing on that end and trying to promote the business and then being able to get the numbers and see what, you know, what actually people are looking for online, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm a kind of, a, I'm kind of a Google freak and a relationship freak, you know, Phil so. Rosebrook and Chuck Violin brought the numbers. Yes. And they're they beautiful. Good <laughs> and it was they, awesome. And it I was literally good. Used every it was one good. of them. Yeah, it was awesome. So I, I really like the number part of it. I mean, if once you start getting the balance, you know, sheets out and the P and L's and you start putting goals and, you know, numbers on people's heads, yeah, people start moving and stuff, and stuff start happening, you know? So if you, if you want to change yeah. something, measure it. Yeah. I'm stopping by Chick-fil-A because those little chickens made me hungry. So. <laughs> Good on you. Good on you. <laughs> yeah. So say hi to everybody. Everybody's on the coach. Will do. Will do. <laughs> Okay. The, I also read an article today that said uh, the natural order of nature, uh, the, the, what, I said that wrong too, but there is no order. There's no strict order in nature. Nature, nature always trends toward entropy and entropy is chaos. So the best we can hope for is controlled chaos. And that's where these these relationships come in handy where in the controlled chaos, you can't plan for everything. So you have each other to kind of pick up the pieces. Uh, all right. Did I mess that one up enough? Let's see here. Who else is here? Is anyone here for the first time? I totally forgot that segment. Dwayne Utley. Have you been here before? No. Well, maybe unmute him. See, Oh, I can't unmute him. All right. Dwayne, welcome. If you haven't been here, if you have, then I'm sorry. I forgot you. I'm terrible with names. Uh, I guess that's it. Anyone? Let's help me out here. I didn't come with a. Uh, I didn't come with a, an agenda. I really just wanted to to see all smiling faces. So, anyone else got anything else? Okay, so I messaged Clark last night about something, and he suggested that maybe I bring it up during the round table tonight. Uh oh. Dun 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 <laughs> And I actually called Bob Timmel last night and was on the phone with him for about forty five minutes plus. This sounds serious. This sounds okay, serious. So right, I have this, okay, so I have this job. It's a mold remediation job. My issue with this job is the adjuster is doing the testing. And writing the protocol. Wait, the adjuster is doing the mold testing? Yes. Is that crazy? Is he a public think, adjuster? No, he's an independent adjuster for Lowe's because the contractor went to this person's house, did some work, it was screwed up, they work for Lowe's, whatever. Oh. So Lowe's hires this adjuster and he is doing the testing and writing the protocol. That is so strange. Oh Lowe's my God. No clue. Okay. Wow. Right. It's crazy to me. Okay. So, but, uh, okay, can continue, continue. We, we, we interrupted you. So I received the protocol today and his protocol is kind of short and sweet. And then an estimate, he wrote an estimate also. Mm -hmm. 
I just feel like that's a conflict of interest, him being the adjuster, doing the testing and writing well, the protocol. Not only is it a conflict of interest, but you cannot, you can't run your business. Uh, you, you can't do work based on his protocol unless he's a certified industrial hygienist. He is licensed. He's a licensed mold assessor for New York State. Oh, dear God. This guy sounds yeah. like a circus. All right, I'm I'm going to go off. I'm going to let somebody else chime in here first. I would not work on anybody's protocol. You're not them. You do your protocol. I don't care what their protocol is. You, you do his protocol and something goes wrong, so, you'll get sued, not him. Wait, wait, what state are you in? It, I'm in New York, and we do write our own estimate, usually off of the protocol that the IH does for us. But my problem is he wrote an estimate and did the testing and wrote the protocol. I just, I feel like, and he's the adjuster. So I thought New York had super, super strict rules about um, who can, who can write a scope of work. First of all, you can do any scope of work you want right? because you can't do it in in New Jersey. It's a little different, but soon it'll be that way. But I thought in in New York, it's kind of like asbestos. You can't, you can't write your own protocol and then do the work. Right. And we yeah, don't. We, just, right. we so, write the so, estimate, but you're not supposed to write an estimate either. In my understanding, I have to check the law again, but in my understanding, you're not supposed to write an estimate and do the assessment. They're like two completely different things. Yeah. There's a guy, um, I'll find his name. He teaches in, um, he's from New York and he, uh, what's his name? I'll, I'll, I'll post it later. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. So, is I don't this... care what the law says about doing it. You don't need to do someone else's protocol unless you're prepared to be sued if the protocol sucks. If yeah. I write right. a protocol says throw a baby out the window, you going to throw the baby out the window? Right. Mm, exactly. Not that one. Right. <laughs> yeah, but hang on, hang on. <laughs> Your baby's pretty cute. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. She can't. She can't. Where's her liability? If she follows a protocol from a license, because guys, she's doing it. Yeah, but she's she's, she's she's not allowed in the state to make her own protocol. Like I had this problem with Correct. Right. Well, not not being allowed to do your own, not being allowed to write your own protocol, and then still doing something that that, that harms somebody. Like not writing the protocol does not. Oh wait, wait, wait hold on. Liability. Did you do you like? Can you note obvious things that are missing from the scope of work? From the protocol? I say that we have to do that because, right, because if we don't do it correctly the way that we know we're supposed to do it, we will be held liable for that. And here's the other thing that I read today in his protocol is that he needs to know we're finished because he will also be doing the clearance testing. So let me, um, let me, let me interject. Now, if you do the protocol, though, you just need to get a waiver saying, I'm only doing your protocol and you were no, no, we're missing it. So let me, let me tell you a story about what happened last year. I almost exposed a uh, property owner tenants and a contractor's employees to a full blown asbestos job, full blown friable in the air asbestos. The reason I almost did that is because I had an insurance company to remain nameless, an independent adjuster 
and a contractor on their side all tell me, oh, we tested for asbestos. We tested. It came up negative. Here's, here's our results. Here's our, here's our testing. Well, they took four freaking samples in a 10-unit apartment complex that's 22 years old. And I said, no, that's not good enough. We cannot, I cannot send my people into harm's way or advocate that that happen until I am confident that this testing has been done properly. So I don't think liability-wise you can do the same thing. You don't know for sure what you're, you are and are not exposing your people to because you didn't have control over how the test was taken. I, that's my opinion. How did you get this client? I'm sorry. How did you get this client? Who who's the customer? I actually am not sure because I'm not the one who took the call. I was actually out working on a job when we took this claim. So I was kind of like in the dark. Yeah, this is truly it. about the customer, about not the adjuster. And I agree with that 100. Yeah. percent It's just I feel like like I know what we have to do. My other guy knows what yeah. we have to do. We know how to write the estimate. Just do it. And we know. Just do what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Right. Perfect. Yeah, it's a liability claim yeah. too. Yeah, right? exactly. And that's my thing. Like, I feel like we should just have our yeah. IH go out there and do the testing. It's liability. Yeah. Pre and post testing. Yeah. Yeah. For. So, walk away uh, from the job is always a good idea too. Well, that's yeah. always an option, right? What's, so, what's the profitability? What do you think you're going to yeah. make at the end of the day on this job, Lori? What's your, what's your company exactly. going to take profit, bottom line, not top line, not revenue. Bottom line, what do you think you're going to take away from this project if you do it? I don't know because I haven't seen it. I haven't even looked at his estimate completely. I was just very frustrated. You got to make yeah. that call. And, yeah. you know, if it's, if it's a 65% gross profit on, on 20 grand and your company's a certain size, it might make sense. Or that right. could just be a drop in the bucket. And you say, you know what? We, we got better things to do with our time. It's not worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Always weigh and measure, weigh and measure, weigh and measure, weigh and measure. You know, look yeah. at the customer, right? Look how you got the job. You know, you know, just keep going around it and don't get so pigeonholed on the adjuster. Yeah. And Lindsay had a good point. Uh, it's a liability claim. A Lowe's contractor was doing work in somebody else's house, right? Yeah. Yes. And that somebody else called you. Yes. Yes. Okay, so get the homeowner to, to raise a stink. Say, hey, this is this is my house. I will pay for. I will get the testing done, and you're going to pay for my testing. Yeah, and right. that's actually like along the lines of what Bob said to me last night was to speak with the property owner and like have them call and make a complaint to the Department of Labor because he knows our New York State laws out here for mold and to call somebody else. But I told him I would call about it tonight. What do you think, Chris? James? James, you got something to add to that? Go ahead, James. Yeah, I, mean, so, I, mean, I mean, who signed your contract? I mean, as far as I'm concerned, that's the customer. You know, if the, 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 the property owner can sign the contract, and that's really their call, right? So they need to get involved. Yep. Right. Absolutely. I agree with that. Thank you. Hey guys, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely one to uh, walk away from a job, but in some cases, that's, that's not enough. Because there's always someone else who's going to come in behind us and do the wrong thing. Mm. Uh, I know here in the state of Texas, we have a number through TDLR who regulates our mold that we can call for uh, 
any kind of breaches. So and if someone is adjusting and being the consultant, well, that's a, that's a conflict of interest. It's a definite conflict for sure. Definitely should be, uh, should be warned. Okay. Can I, can I interject here for a second? I'm, I'm having trouble understanding where her liability is. In New York, you can't write the, the scope of work. Now, we're not talking about we're not talking about that kind of liability. We're not talking about uh, workers' no, comp. No, 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 I don't mean that. I mean, her. In, if someone else has to write the protocol, and she follows the protocol, but but she doesn't even know what the protocol looks like yet. But let's just say let's just say there's a clear there's something obvious that's just clearly missing. That's one thing, but. I don't know if, I mean, just because the guy's an adjuster and he happens to be a licensed guy for mold, if he is, you know, of course you should make sure that he is, but where's, where's her liability? There's a built-in conflict of interest to his actions. And it's significant enough in my mind to, to do my own homework. Because Wait I mean, the conflict of interest is he is, he is a Lowe's employee for all intents and purposes and he, his job as an adjuster is to reduce severity. And let's be real. That's why he's doing testing in the first place, because he knows he can get it done cheaper than Lori. That's can. where lies the liability, is because that, if I, don't do yeah. it, I don't know. If I, mean, I do it via his protocol and his protocol is wrong, that's where the liability comes on my company. Well, that's if. But, I mean, obviously, we wouldn't do that. If, if I was an IA and, and I, had to, I was in that position, I, there's no way I would reduce. I mean, we do ton of comp estimating and IA work and we don't, I don't reduce anything. The job's what it is. I mean, you know, I, I don't know. I think you're, you're, you're kind of ready to have a fight that you don't know. Listen, if it's a, if it's, you know, rip out some drywall and throw a, throw a negative air machine in there, then sure. I hear you. But, okay. So I can, okay. I, I can play both sides. I can, I can see that. So uh, in asbestos, you've got the scenario where you can um, you can assume ACM. Right. You can just you can just take the protocol to the nth degree, right? Whatever that protocol is, double chamber, dawn and doff, and rinse station, whatever that protocol is, you can you can apply the right. asbestos level twenty five protocol to any job if you just assume you assume asbestos containing materials. Okay. Um, and you don't have to do testing under that scenario, right? Because you're, you're treating it all as if. So I think if Lori goes into this thing and treats it all as if just do your, do your job to the best of your ability to the best, you know how to do mold, you know how to protect your people. So do mold and protect your people. I, I could see that. I could see, I could justify doing a job under those conditions. Yeah. I can too. I don't think that that's where my main issue is. And I, and I told Clark last night and I told um, Bob last night that I feel like if I write my estimate the way that it's supposed to be written and not completely follow his protocol, because a lot of times I'll write an estimate and I'll put on there, you know, a line item and then I'll put a note that says, per protocol see the protocol wherever it might be in the protocol if it's not in his protocol I feel like he can still come back at me and say well I'm not paying for that because 
it's not in my protocol. It's not in the protocol because you probably wouldn't say no, my that's, protocol. That's a different problem. But that's um, where the homeowner comes in. I feel like yes. if they're going to be on my side or if they're going to be on his side. And then I will just walk away from the job because I can't. We have to do it correctly and we have to get paid for doing it correctly. Absolutely. Yeah, we got we got to know what we got to be able to weigh those um, weigh the exchange. We got to know what, what kind of numbers we're talking about here. So, David, you got something to add, Rodney? No, no, I hear you. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Rodney's like watching his his Game of Thrones reruns in the background over there. Uh, I'm I'm listening in, and I'm actually trying to help a young man get a new truck. He ended up in a wreck the other day, so I'm kind of like, oh, oh, oh man, <clears throat> just trying to help out a local here. All right, all right, fair enough. Well, have we have we beat this horse, uh, Lori? Have you you think you got a, a direction here? I do, and I appreciate it. I just wanted to see what you guys had to say about it because I was just I was flabbergasted, and Clark said in his. 20 years or whatever, that's probably one of the top 10 oddest things he's ever heard. <laughs> I've, ne- I've never heard of that one. That That's a new one for me. Yeah. It's strange. It's it's not the strangest, uh, but it's unique. I, uh, the only thing, the only reason he would do it is if, is if you know, Lowe's is getting a special on, on mold testing, right? Or he wants to control severity. Either way, you've got to treat it as if everything's covered in mold uh, and move forward. Yeah, I agree. Thanks, you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's funny you bring that up. Here in the state of Texas, we have a, uh, a certificate that's given after every mold job. And there is actually a slot on there for an adjuster who can sign off on that. Mm. Now, I haven't met one brave enough to do it. <laughs> I've never seen it done. Mm-mm. But it is there, and it's in our law that allows an adjuster to sign off saying it's free and clear or there's no mold. Wow. Wow, yep. really? That's crazy. That just, exactly. That's, that's cuckoo. That's like raising chickens and not even eating them. That's just nuts. I eat the eggs. <laughs> oh, right. Oh, baby killer. All right. <laughs> oh well it is um 6 11 we got a little bit of time before the one hour mark i like that i like that uh i like that topic um did anyone see the video i posted today i could talk about that real quick uh i had a client with a, a an invoice an invoicing problem and he invoiced an emergency service job in exactimate using Xactimate line items, and then he decided he wanted to supplement that Xactimate invoice with labor hours, straight labor hours. Uh, so he he showed me how he did it. He converted his Xactimate invoice, which was remove this much drywall, remove this ins- insulation, remove base. I mean, it was it was a it was an EMS invoice. He put by the line item in Xactimate. But he'd extracted the labor hours. And he said, okay, if I'm paying a water tech $53 an hour or whatever, but my union labor on this job was 120. And he did the math and then added up the hours and put in the supplement for like, I don't know, a 1,200 hour supplement. 
which was a big number. It was like it was $90,000 added to this estimate or in, invoice. Sorry, I keep interchanging that. You can't do that. You can't mix square foot, linear foot, and T&M. They're two different animals, two different machines. Yep. And when you, never the two shall meet because you're asking for, and this is a young and associates too. So guess who's got it coming? Uh, he's just asking for that adjuster to go, man, I can't read this. I can't figure out what he did. I'm writing my own. This is what it should have cost. This is how many days you should have dried. I know exactly where it's going to, it's so they submitted $272,000 invoice. Uh, it's going to come out. Of, it's going to be a hundred. I know it. Young associates going to say, you know what? Yeah, thanks. Here's your hundred. Now go away. And he may be in a position where he has to eat it because he didn't properly invoice and he didn't really document. Well, I can't say that. I don't know to what extent he documented this job. I hope to God he did a really good job because you can always go back to TNM. You can't go the other way. You can always settle. You know what? This was complicated. That's sorry. I messed up the invoice and exactimate. Let's just go straight TNM. Then it's, it's labor hours and invoices. It's, it's easy. You can always go back to it. Um, but what I ended up doing, if we had a little more, more time, yeah, a little more time. What I ended up doing is showing him how to work that union labor rate into a union specific price list and then reprice his original invoice using a new price list. And I said, that's the only way, that's your only hope. Your only hope is to say, you know what, forget this jazz I was trying to do at the end with this Fugazi supplement thing. Let's just go back to the original invoice as I presented it and let's reprice it considering using labor, uh, union labor. And I think he would end up right about the same number. Um, but I don't know, what's, uh, who's got some questions on, on what I did for there and, and why? And, and switching from T&M or switching from Xactimate to T&M. Has anyone done that? I've done it several times, but has anyone else? I might need to help, uh, need, need help from you on that sometimes, Andrew. That's, sure, a good, sure. that's, a good, that's a good deal, man, to be able to back into an invoice number. I mean, that is like ideal. So <clears throat> thank you for you know, you know, spreading your creativity through the universe. Yeah. It's awesome. It's on YouTube. So, and you can do it there. So was he, was he saying, um, was he creating line that like labor line items and saying Xactimate allowed 6.2 hours, but 12 were needed. And did he, was he doing it that way? No, no, no. Cause he didn't actually add any, he didn't add man hours. Right. Okay. He, he wanted to increase the labor rate by, um, three X. Oh, okay. Because he had costs. He had to end up using union labor where he didn't anticipate that and he didn't account for that in his original invoice using Xactimate pricing. Okay, so he went into components and then changed the labor. I told him to go into components and and do it that way. But what he did was just lump 1,500 man hours onto the end of this uh, square foot invoice. Expected it to slide through. He just created like a miscellaneous line item. He did he created labor? He three labor uh, three labor line items totaling ninety seven thousand dollars. Yes, <laughs> I like that one stick out right. Just real cute, <laughs> right at the end. Yeah, no one's gonna see that one. 
And I don't want to give them too hard a time. I mean, we've, we've all been there, right? Um, we laugh at it because we've seen it and we're experienced with it. There's a lot of guys that haven't done that. So let's, let's take a little easy on the, I, on the bro. I just has timesheets, everybody checking in and out of the job site and their names and things. You have to, right? Yeah. yeah have to on something like that. Yeah. Large job, that kind of pricing. Yeah. You, you need that. You got to prove it. One of the takeaways, I, I went to large loss mastery. One of the takeaways I got was how to audit proof your invoice, right? Because when you're talking large loss, you're talking hundred, potentially hundreds of millions of dollars worth of invoice. You've got to be accounting for every 15 minutes and every glove and every piece of PPE. You've got to. Do you ever submit the timesheets or is it just for backup in case there's a problem? No, TNM, you, you volunteer the timesheets. Yeah. yeah. TNM, you want to show them everything. It's everything. ultimate transparency. Everything, everything. Everything. Well, here's something funny. Yeah. One of my guys once um, wrote an estimate and he put fans and he put the square footage of the room. He put um, walls and ceilings. Oh, my. That's a lot of fans. <laughs> And I got a call directly, and the guy's like, "How'd the mitigation go from three thousand to ninety-five grand?" It was, like, it was something crazy, and I'm like, "I don't know," but but it was, I mean, the guy didn't even realize. It was the very first thing I saw. I'm like, "Wow, we had like eight hundred and six. It was I don't know, something like eight hundred sixty-two. I want to know where they got the power, because you know they tried to plug them in. <laughs> I know." That's great. You know they didn't have a big G unit there. Who saw the big G? That was a yeah. monster. We make those I'm ourselves, get one. these big panels, but they're cool. You can buy them mm. like that. Well, it's it's the kit. It's the it's the. Oh, no, yeah, absolutely. Generator power shake and bake hobby kit. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, and those kits look way more professional than having a piece of wood with some components t- uh, screwed down onto it. Yeah, right. How many times? Right. I mean, how many times that rickety old the panel shows up, and you can tell the the Sparky's had it on his truck for about twenty three years, and you're <laughs> lucky if it has a cover on it, right? And the piece of wood has been yeah. scabbed onto four or five times over the years. This has been bouncing around the back of the Sparky's truck. Uh, but it sets up and it, 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 you, you plug into it and you get your power. Yeah. But it just broadcasts crap. It does not telegraph well to owners and, and visitors to this, your job site. It's make, it trashes it out. And now you yeah, labor and yeah, component unit. That, that, that G unit has the amps on it. And that's really a that's slick not, package, but the amperage per leg is truly the genius of that. I mean, I'm not sure why it's yeah. not been developed before, but it, I'm telling you, when you're on a it job, it's super sexy. Site, can you, it's super James? Sexy. Can you explain super why sexy. it is important to balance your loads on something like that? Absolutely. When when you're running a generator, the actual you you can't have one leg that's super loaded more than the other. It actually will create fluctuations in the actual generator, and actually can create. Uh, spikes and can create dips. In you can power. blow up a ginset doing that. Absolutely, so you have to blow up the boards on your DHs and stuff too. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So, but being able to monitor and be able to balance your load, and he's got it so slick, so you can say, okay, well, I'm gonna plug into gray or red or black. God, so that's as slick as it can be. It's one of those products. You're like, of course, yeah. I know. I felt like a Tonka. I felt like a Tonka toys up there. Like, like I was two years old. 
you know, they, they get, getting them all lined out. I was like, dude, this is like, it blocks, you know, like perfect. Like I'm so stupid as it is. I need, I need color coded, please. Yeah. Oh, it was, it was perfect. I would love to see him get, uh, two or three orders this week for the big G unit. So anyone out there in radio land, um, I think the whole thing was what 12 grand for the whole package. And that came with like nine G units. Yeah. 12 grand with the G units and the cabling and the cabling. Right. So you get the, you get the, I'm on, I'm on the spot, buddy. I'm getting, I'm getting all, I'm going to get all that, man. I don't, you don't have to pick up all three, dude. You just, I will do because I literally need it yesterday to be honest with you. (laughs) So I had three large commercial jobs last year, last week. It was a 200 fans each. You know, and I was like on each, you know, each of them and I had generators showing up and I, I, you know, and I don't have the right cords. I don't have, it just, it's just a a clusterfuck. So I I literally have to. in your life. Yeah, please. Did he take any equipment home? I'd be shocked if he actually packed anything on an airplane, took it home with him. I wish. I wish I I had some. I think he, that one unit was actually already accounted for. Well, that was a prototype. So he he, he actually made one prior and that was just, yeah. Yeah, so the big G uh, is five-week lead time. But I bet if you bought that kit for 12 Gs, he would send you the the G units ahead of time. So you could have, uh, was it 12 G units? Or nine. 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 nine, 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 nine. You can, you can fit 12 on the 200 it, it, amp. It only, it only costs 50 cents. <laughs> 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 That's so awesome. I had to say it. And, and you don't necessarily have to use a generator to use that unit. If you've got oh. house power and you've got 400 amps house power, you can just tie right into the breaker box um, with some cam locks and use that exact same unit and it'll run perfectly. Uh, Dean Malstead and um, where'd you go? Where'd you go? Bob Timmel were waiting outside in the waiting room there for how to, I don't know how long. How long are you guys out there in the darkness? I hear you, Dean. Bob finally raised his hand, and I got a notification that Bob raised his hand. Oh, I'm here. There you are. Hey, sorry I didn't get you in there. That's okay. Used to it. <laughs> Used to it. Second hand. So, uh, how much did you catch, Bob? How much did you catch? I I just got on last about ten minutes. So I don't know what did I miss before. Everything. <laughs> Uh, we actually ran through, uh, the, our, our takeaways, our own personal takeaways from last week's summit. Uh, do you have something to add to that conversation? Um, gosh, there were so many. I mean, it was a lot. I mean, Dave Hodge, I kind of already knew because we went to classes with him before and me and him kind of clicked on a lot of that stuff already. So, um, but I think that blew a lot of people right away. Um, Oh gosh, the woman, uh, the redhead that did the uh, insurance. What's her name? Jennifer again? Sterling. Jennifer Sterling. Yes. Um, talking about having uh, certificates of insurance for the dumpster people. That was a new one. I never even thought of that before. And talking and talking and talking. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, was that my outside voice? <laughs> But uh, there is this a lot. And hopefully everybody can see what they missed, the ones that weren't there, and they can pick up some nuggets along the way as well. Good. Yeah. Dean, get something to add? I said, oh, he's either frozen or he's concentrating. 
very hard. Oh, I'm going to go with Frozen. Yeah. No movement. No movement. Well, Dean was the first rebel uh, that I saw show up at the hotel. That was pretty cool. It was uh, Hotel Boulderado is a beautiful, beautiful place. I highly recommend it, even at full market rates, which we did not buy. We did not. Thank God. I think that place is like two seventy five a night midweek. Listen, it's haunted, by the way. I'm not sure you knew that, but it's a haunted, a haunted hotel. Anymore. I left. I'm not, I'm not there. No, it, it had a great vibe. The woodworking in there was, oh man, amazing. I think it was one of the original speakeasies in Boulder, if not the first speakeasy. It's got the license, number. License one. License one. License one. All right, Dean, you're back. You're moving. It wasn't a stroke. How you doing, man? I'm back. My audio is not working right, but I can, I can make out everything that's going on. All right. Well, I, I can hear you just fine. You got some to, what were your, what were your impressions? What, why, what made it worth it for you to come to the summit? You know, the thing I appreciate about the group is the authenticity and the sincerity of everybody from the presenters to everybody who was in attendance. Everybody's there to help everybody out. Yep. Uh, that, yep. that was the part that I really wanted to hit in Nashville, but I just couldn't make that trip work. And so I figured that's kind of what the flavor of it would be. And, and obviously that's how it turned out. And, you know, we've got so many people, guys and gals, both that are just so willing to help bring everybody to the next level. And it is so much of what this industry needs mm-hmm. is less ego and more of we go um, so that we can all get better together. All right. I'm hashtagging it. We go. Love that. I love that. Less ego, more we go. Mm. Oh, dude, just beautiful, dude. <laughs> I love it, man. <laughs> I had a little tear there for that. And literally, oh, that was awesome. Thank that's you. right. Maybe we should do, uh, in I think our final tally, 65, 65 folks showed up, not including uh, presenters and whatnot. Uh, Less what, is more. It's, it little. felt intimate. It felt... It felt like if there was somebody you wanted to talk to, you could find the time to seek them out and talk to them. Yes. You don't get that at the big conferences. You've got to no, plan. Your, like the big conferences, you've got to go into like two weeks ahead of time and like, oh, can I get 15 minutes of you on Thursday? Can I get uh, 20 minutes? Let's do lunch. Let's do breakfast. Let's do coffee. You know, just trying to line things out to talk to all the folks you want to see. What if we did two a year? And kept them right about 75 people apiece. East Coast, West Coast, East Coast, West Coast. Brilliant. I think you're going to grow past the 75 real fast, though, at each one, which is a great thing. Well, last no, year I, I, last year we blew out, um, what were we, 180 people last year? Yeah, but it was well, Nashville's, yeah, Nashville. Yeah. Hey, I think the other possibility is maybe we, maybe we keep that smallness regionally. Mm and then possibly do an annual larger session because I think regionally, at least for, for some of us, maybe the regional part would make more sense if we're not traveling, you know, coast to coast. I realize some guys are traveling coast to coast, but maybe that's another idea. Yeah. Some guys are flying from Maine through Miami to get to Denver. (laughs) Uh, Kudos to those who brave weather and travel and everything else 
to get there. We know, uh, know that plenty of folks really, really wanted to make it, and they they just could not find a plane. So uh, whether Mother Nature is for us and against us. Let's or they were celebrating their children's birthdays. Or they were doing the important things, like raising chickens for the slaughter. I, uh, I really appreciated the energy. I, re- I appreciate every, each and every one of you. Uh, a lot of you stayed on Saturday, right? How, who, did anyone here stay Saturday? For? Rodney, you were in the, yeah, you were in the uh, mastery or uh, rest, um, yeah, restoration mastery with OP and Tim. How'd that? How'd that go, man? Oh, you got a truck running in the background. I, okay, you got a diesel revving up. Just a turn off in a sec. Uh, are you 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 are broadcasting from your live from your fallout shelter? Okay. Well, I'm I'm in my unfinished rec room in my nice uh, building that I'll have finished by hopefully by the end of the year. But that was my air compressor. I do a lot of work on. Uh, you know, let's just say my snowmobiles and motorcycles and drag cars and all kinds of stuff. So I hope to have toys someday. Yeah. Well, it's, it keeps you busy. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I hear that. Never big enough. I got 3,500 square feet here that I haven't finished yet. And I think I should have made it bigger. <laughs> always go big. Always go big. Uh, so restoration mastery, last thing. Well, re- restoration mastery, it, it brings you down to earth. He really gets into your, I guess you want to say your psyche. You mm-hmm. know, what, what are the things that have affected you in life? What's brought you to that point of being where you are today? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm sitting there at the table and, and we're all like digging deep into our souls. And it's, it's a, you know, and I'm not going to mention the names, but there was one lady at our table that, yeah, we've all grown up. We've all had issues. I think she had the deeper issues at our table, you know, and, and, yeah. I, and I don't mean that. There's a bad. crier at every table. I mean, yeah, well, but she sounds like she went through some pretty hard times and, and you know, you can't help but give her a hug mm. afterwards, you know, for ah, I like it. Through, you know, I like it. Uh, and again, you know, I'm just going to say the whole weekend, I, I've been part of what we always called growth groups around the country, meeting up with people. And this is another version of that. Mm. Uh, and and it's, it's uplifting. You know, again, I'm sitting here, I'm kind of quiet. I'll be honest, I was pretty tired too. But uh, I'm listening and it's so similar in so many ways about as far as what I've been part of in the past. With, and some of these guys became mentors of mine that are older than me mm-hmm. and kept me from making some of the mistakes that they've made. Yeah. Again, I'm in a little country town. I'm doing all right for my area, I guess you could say, but uh, uh, it's, it's just so it's enlightening when you can sit there with a bunch of other people that you don't know and get to know them and they open up to you. Um, You know, David there from, you know, a Molly company. I, I love just the conversation we had. I mean, yeah, he's a much larger company than me, but and we're, we were feeling the same stresses from that certain TPA that we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, that yeah. was a great conversation. Yeah. And, and I hope to, to speak with you in June some more. Um, so Absolutely. yeah, I enjoyed meeting you. <laughs> That's amazing. You. You know, I think a lot of what we have comes from our experience. Yes. And I spent 
almost 12 years at the very beginning of my career in the same BNI group. No. You spend that much time in a BNI group and those people became my mentors. Those, those businessmen and women uh, really showed a young guy the ropes because they, we had that trust and we had that every week we were communing, right, over coffee, communing over coffee. And, yeah, so, yeah, I agree 100%, Rodney. It, is, it feels like a, a mastermind of sorts. Now, I, this is a little off topic, but I think you all will find this kind of interesting. On my way to Denver, I'm flying out. Now, there was a gentleman early in my career starting in business that became my mentor. Wherever he was at, I was at. I was at a meeting because he was there, and I wanted to get to know this guy. He lost pretty much everything about about age 50, and now he's got it back. You know, he's another multimillionaire. Mm. Losing it. Well, in, in result, I've become very good friends with him. Now, the crazy thing is, for whatever reason, we haven't spoken in probably two months. Now, we get together periodically, go to Montana and Wyoming, go fly fishing together. I'm flying out to Denver. All of a sudden, his wife on Facebook states in there, checking in and heading to Denver, Colorado. I'm going... <laughs> You've got to be kidding me. Ends up, now he has another company for document storage and shredding and that sort of thing. They were having a conference in Aurora, Colorado. We landed at the airport at 1030 in the morning. He come in on a different airline. We got together. We would have lunch in Colorado. Crazy. I just love that. Crazy. We, we were on the phone today talking about it. We had a great time there together. We just hadn't seen each other for a while. One of the, one of the main guys that has helped me succeed, and we were able to meet up like that. Mm. I love it. A little off topic, but it no. really, really, really a, made it was happy. That's <laughs> a perfect way to that's a perfect way to run it out. Good. Uh, the guys that were in OP's class, did you notice oh. him when he was talking about contractor connection, not wanting him to be going to the air summit? Remember him no. saying, No, I didn't see that. that. I didn't hear that. So he was getting ready to get rid of it because it's just not working, not making any profits, not making anything. And as the story went, he was in a meeting in his office, and his account manager must have came in and wanted to talk to him. And when he got done with his meeting, he already decided he was getting rid of it. Now so she was getting ready to leave, and before she left, he caught her and said, uh, I can't remember her name, but uh, he said, I wanted to, do you want to talk to me? She goes, well, actually, yeah. He goes, good. I want to talk to you, too. And she says, well, go ahead. You go first. And you OP, first. <laughs> and OP says, well, we've been talking this over, and we are going to drop off your program. We just can't make this thing work. It's it's not within our range. And she goes, oh, Okay. All right. This is what do you want to talk about? She goes, well, nothing now. I go, well, tell me what it was. She goes, well, I just can't believe that you guys are going to that air summit. We don't want our people involved with this, but it doesn't matter at this point because you're dropping out anyways. So do you think it shakes those TPAs up a little bit that we're all talking? I'd say so. Yeah, I'd say so. Oh I'm sure it won't be long till I'll get a phone call. <laughs> uh, how long should I wait before I show everyone the Belfour letter? A little bit longer. Let's hold off. 
what kind of teaser nonsense is that? Yeah. It's exactly what it was, my friend. It's called a teaser. Uh, they call that bullshit in Texas. Uh, <laughs> have, I love that. That is bullshit. Regional, we should have four regional summits. And I got this letter I'm not going to show you. <laughs> it's all news. It's 12 months old. It needs to age a little bit longer. So uh, we, are, we are all in this together. Um, I liked how Rodney kind of kind of rolled us out there. Uh, we 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 can be more human and more humane, and and this connection between human beings is what makes it all worth it in the end. And I'll, I'll just say, and I can't remember. There was a couple of people around me when I said, "Wow, what a difference from being a contractor connection where they're pounding on your freaking ass the entire time," you know dictating to you and it's just you know, again coming to this and having a positive energy around you if, awesome if you tell me i have to go yeah, i am I just on on morals alone yeah. not going to have a good time exactly. <laughs> Every day in the bottom right in the smoke. all right y'all take care of each other we'll see you in the take group care. okay uh, bye how do i